Hi, everybody. Kurt Schlichter here on Unredacted, the Town Hall VIP podcast for you VIP members. Uh, What a week. I am just back from New York City. Got to talk a little about that because I think it has some uh, stuff to do with conservatism and what I did there. And, uh, you know, we got Joe Manchin, who is... uh, Wow, he's just embracing the destruction of American manufacturing capability and the economy. And it's kind of wild. I wonder if Kristen Simina is going to go along. And then there's some other stuff, and we'll get to all that. Okay, so I'm out there shilling the book. We'll be back, The Fall and Rise of America. And I got to tell you, it is exhausting to uh, promote a book. Uh, I've been in Washington, D.C., then I don't even remember where I went. I went to Florida. And that was two weekends. Third weekend, I'm in New York. So I go to New York, talk to the young Republicans. First of all, and I talk about this in my town hall VIP on Wednesday that you guys will see. But um, have you noticed that everybody on an airplane is a freaking moron now? I mean, holy cow. First of all, wear clothes. I don't need to see giant gobs of you spilling over your you know, your tacky cargo shorts. There's a lot of a lot of tats happening, a lot of piercings, a lot of ugly hair. And um, tell me you could stand to lose a few. Uh, it's just, it, you don't need to bring 400 pieces of luggage as carry-on. You, you do understand there's limited carry-on space because you've flown before, right? Well, apparently most people haven't. It takes forever to load these planes because as soon as people step over the threshold into the aircraft, they become idiots. Uh, I'm mean, like literally, uh, oh my gosh. Oh, I put my stuff away. Now I have to open it back up while people are loading and find like my pencil or shit. It's like you freaking morons. Okay, anyway, we get to Newark. Newark Airport, and I'm expecting a dump because LaGuardia is a dump. And uh, it's nice. It's a nice airport. And I am I am through it quick. Uh, get ourselves a cab. It's like a hundred bucks into Manhattan. That's a lot of dough. And of course, it's a New Jersey cab. My favorite part, I'm going, I go up to like the cab guy, right? And I'm, I'm like, he's like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Midtown, going to the Hilton. He says, is that east side or west side? I'm like, how the hell do I know? He goes, well, I need to know. I'm like, you're the cab guy. You, you, you should know, you know, the basic geography of your city. He looks like me, like I'm the idiot. He's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, maybe you can go ask a cabbie, okay, if it's important to you. And finally, one of his other people's like, nah, it's, uh, I don't know, West Side or whatever it is. I just, how the fuck am I supposed to know where East Side? Is that in the Northeast corner? How the fuck I know? You are the cab dispatcher. You should have a basic understanding of the city you're dispatching in. So I'm an, I'm annoyed. So again, change in the hotel, put on a suit. It's a nice new suit. It's looking good. I'm looking sharp. Uh, it used to be people dressed up in New York. People do not dress up in New York typically anymore. I get to the uh, uh, National Women Republicans Club. And it's very old school, and there's lots of – it's like an old money kind of place. It's the Young Republicans. And there's everything from dudes in cargo shorts to dudes you know, just off of Wall Street. And I'm looking good. I'm looking sharp. Oh, my gosh. Is that super lawyer Ron Coleman in the front row? It is. And uh, Seth Barron goes up and has a nice presentation on 
uh, the state of New York City, which is interesting. Uh, then Gavin Wax announces me, and uh, I like to see how based the audience is, so I know you know how I'm addressing them. I go for like an hour. I've got them in stitches. They're laughing. They're high-fiving and cheering and everything. It's pretty good. They're a pretty based crew. Now, why does this matter other than to tell you what an awesome speaker I am and people should hire me to speak? Which And it's just fallen away since COVID. There's so few speaking gigs compared to before. It's kind of annoying because I like them and I'm good at them. Uh, and they pay ridiculously well, usually. Um, people... Uh, the, the thing I said, people are freaking based. Uh, everybody liked Trump. Not everybody wanted him to run necessarily, but they all liked him. They didn't want him to run. It's because they thought DeSantis was better. No one likes Nikki Haley. I, there are two surefire killer lines. Okay. I do the Nikki Haley is Jevin address. That always kills. And Brian Stelter, who is a potato, which also kills. The audience loved that. I didn't both. And uh, no, man, people are, you know, the activist guys, this is, this is not your father's Republican Party. We're your birthing persons. This is your, I mean, this is a new Republican Party. And they go, well, it's very Trumpist. It's not Trumpist. Okay. It's hardcore populist conservative. And Trump became the avatar of that. You know, they want to minimize the movement by linking it to Trump. But really, Trump linked himself to it. He, you know, the whole the ability to take up the baton of this kind of populist conservative movement. They had been kind of lying there. We knew it was lying there with uh, what's his name? That hideous little gnome. Gosh. Ross Perot. Because he, he had kind of a similar vibe back in uh, 1990. And, uh, you know, he got beaten by uh, uh, Clinton and, and, and George Bush lost and George Bush is an idiot. But it's been lying there. What is this? It, it, it is. It is this bundle of issues that the establishment wants to ignore. The establishment wants to talk about tax cuts for corporations, regulatory relief for corporations, uh, endless wars, managed decline. Don't challenge our positions. In, in, in our prestige. That's, that is the, and the rest of us are going, we need you to do some shit for us. Okay. We got crime. We got wokeness. We got the border. You know, we got, uh, this trans bullshit. We got school insanity. You need to get in there. And these are uncomfortable fights because these are ones that get actual pushback. Right. If you're a Republican pushing for a corporate tax cut, most of the big corporations actually like the Democrats, so the Democrats really don't hate it that much. And you're not going to get kicked out of your country club the way you will if you say only women menstruate. Okay? We don't, we don't give a shit about that. Now, we are slowly building up our critical mass of conservative Republicans. Because a lot of the Republicans are go-and-get-along types. Uh, McConnell is kind of in that thing, but he's smart enough because he is cunning. He just like McConnell. And I got an article coming out Thursday on McConnell. Is Cocaine Mitch Blowing It? I love the title. Uh, where, you know, I talk about how he seems to be losing a step or two. But, you know, he is an establishment guy, but he's a, uh, he's a mean one. He likes to fight. He likes to win, which is unusual for the establishment guys. 
And, uh, you know, Trump just picked up that baton. It's just sitting there. No one would take these issues. Trump did. And he beat 16 our Republicans who wanted to talk about the same old freaking bullshit. And Trump really drove a wedge in there because he's got these issues. And by adopting these issues, he's bringing people in who push out the old establishment that don't want to talk about it. So you get like the weekly standard collapsing and sinking under the weight of Jim Swift. And it's, you know, now you got now you got these politicians doing it. And some are good at it. And some are a little awkward at it. Uh, I saw Marco Rubio in Florida the week before last. And he 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 was first of all, he handled the audience very well, much better speaker than he was. But he's talking the wokeness stuff. He's talking the uh he's kind of following the DeSantis model. And DeSantis follows the Trump model. Because DeSantis goes in, he not only talks about the issues, he legislates on them. So what the interesting thing about Ron DeSantis is he's not complaining about wokeness. He's out there saying, here is the law I've made to fight wokeness. So you're actually not talking about how it'd be good to fight this stuff. You're talking about, here's how I am fighting it, which is a major change. Uh, and nobody, very few others can do that. I mean, you know, unless you're an executive, a, a governor, you really can't do it. This is the Nikki Haley problem. Uh, jump, in a, jump in a skirt. She was a governor. She could have fought this stuff, and she never did. But she talks about how it'd be a good idea to fight it in concept. Ron DeSantis fights it in practice. But you got talk guys still talking a good game now. You know, uh, Marco Rubio, you know, if he actually did the stuff he's talking about, he, you know, he'd be amazing. Um, but he hasn't done it. He's one of 50 Republican senators in a 50-50 Senate. So, you know, who gives a shit what he has to say? It doesn't freaking matter. But in any case, the, the party, and I, I see this going out to various speaking gigs when, it, it, on the rare occasions now that I get them, like you know, a couple in the last month. Um, it is, it, it's very clear where the base is, and the base is demanding more. And I really think, you know, I, I, I think the reason the primary for Republican Party, because there's going to be one, it's going to be, uh, it's really going to be Trump and DeSantis. I'm not telling you guys anything new, but I'm going to tell you why this obvious truth is the obvious truth. And this obvious truth is the obvious truth because they are both executives. Trump's has an executive record to stand on. So does Ron DeSantis. We know what they do. Now, for Trump, he had a learning curve. Um, and he made some mistakes. DeSantis doesn't seem to be making mistakes because I think he watched really closely how Trump did things, and he did not do things all the same way. Remember, Trump was a pioneer. He's the first outsider. But uh, DeSantis is an outsider, too. But you get guys like uh, Mike Pompeo wants to run Cotton, maybe Marco. Uh, these guys don't really have a track record. They simply have positions. Nikki Haley's problem is... You know, she has the positions, but they are contradicted by her actual performance as an executive. That's a real problem. Uh, same with Christy Nome. You know, when uh, when the Chamber of Commerce told uh, her to jump, she asked how high. 
on uh, mutilating kids to conform to uh, uh, the gender delusions of their Munchausen mommies. And that's that's going to hurt. And that, boy, that's a great article. I gotta, I gotta figure that one out. Thank you, people, for inspiring me for a new article. I think I will write that, I'll write that for uh, a week from Monday. Uh, probably have to write it at CPAC. I am going to CPAC. Uh, I will be on a. Hey, what the hell's up with Joe Biden? He's got to go. Uh, is basically the who's gonna, who's gonna be elected after Joe Biden? And uh, Larry O'Connor's the moderator, so that should be a freaking that that should be a hoot. Um, yeah, I'll give you a report on that too. Hopefully some of it's interesting. I hope this is interesting stuff to you. I mean, I'm trying to tell you what I'm seeing with the base out there because I'm going and mixing and mingling with them. And maybe you guys, well, you guys mostly are the base. So I guess what I'm telling you is there's a lot of people across the country who are thinking like you are thinking because the baseness, whether San Fernando Valley or Manhattan or Fort Lauderdale, it is a new and based Republican Party. And the actual people at the top of the Republican Party, they need to adapt or they need to go. All right. We have no more room for Mitt Romney's, no more room for 180 pounds of Miracle Whip stuffed inside a $5,000 suit. There just isn't a place for that. Uh, I'm kind of fascinated by Joe Manchin on this reconciliation thing. And, and my, my town hall for Thursday is going to talk about how cocaine Mitch got really got screwed over by Manchin and uh, Schumer. And, uh, you know, he used to be, people used to fear him. I don't think they fear him anymore. Uh, McConnell, I mean. Anyway, Manchin is now out there trying to, uh, trying to point out that these tax hikes aren't going to have any problem on businesses and it's going to, it's going to make the economy much, much worse. And that is a problem. Um, Manchin, I think is, he's going to lose his. I don't think he. I, I, I don't think he's going to run for re-election because I think he's going to lose. West Virginia is like a plus forty-eight state, and by by joining this thing in and screwing over, uh, you know, if he's a maverick, he has a chance. If he's just another Schumer shill, he has no chance. So I don't think he's going to run. I think that seat is ours. Um, but in the meantime, he's going to do a lot of damage. We will have the House. I think we will have the Senate. What do we do for two years? What do the Republicans in charge do? Now, problem for us is some of our base is unrealistic. Well, you're not doing anything. Well, here are the three things that Republicans can do when they control the House and the Senate. They can pass show laws. That is, they can pass laws that Biden's not going to sign. Okay. And they can stop laws that he, he he would like. So it's kind of they can they can stop stuff. They can do show laws. They can do oversight, right? I guess technically it'll be four things because there's one more thing they can do. They can, besides you know stopping things, passing show laws, laws that will pass but get signed, but won't get signed, and uh, doing oversight. You know, investigating Hunter Biden or Fauci or or ten percent for the big guy himself. They can compromise. They can pass compromise legislation, which I think will actually be a very small part of it because I don't think the Democrats can compromise. Uh, and I don't think Biden will be able to compromise in any way enough to 
stop inflate. I think the economy is going to suck for two years. This bullshit's going to make it worse. Uh, it's going to make it much, much worse. You know, you know, hey, we're in a recession. I know. Let's raise taxes. That will raise the price of everything. Hey, that won't hurt inflation. You mean the increase in price of things? Yes. It's just the whole thing is just madness. And and Mansion's always been a flake. Um, you know, I, I, who cares? But there's nothing we can do about it. Things are going to get worse. I think they're going to set us up for, you know, a significant victory in uh, 2024. 2022 will set the stage. 2024, I think, you know, they're going to be like, well, Republicans aren't doing anything. What, what, would, what would we have you, what would you have us do that you haven't done already? Pass another multi-trillion dollar uh, spending bill. No, not exactly a good idea. Not exactly smart. Oh, well. You know, these freaking people. So we'll we'll see what happens. But, you know, the, the dark horse is Kristen Simmons. She might be like, nah, we're not doing any of this shit. But Kristen, nah, we're not doing any of this shit. That would be based. Anyway, um, that's all for my uh, Town Hall VIP podcast right now, unredacted. Uh, hopefully I will grab uh, some uh, interesting folks at CPAC and get you like a live transmission so we'll do a thing maybe i got larry o'connor and we'll do that that would be what's the right word alarming af so go buy the book we'll be back fallen rise of america uh kelly turnbull books are still out there i'm writing the seventh look for that this fall what else uh monday wednesday and thursday are my town hall columns i give you a little preview and uh, follow me on Locals. They're all Kurt Schlichter stuff is posted at Locals. So if you want my latest interview or TV hit or, uh, you know, uh, recipes, go to all the Schlichter Arena at Locals. So anyway, that's, uh, that's it for today. Thank you very much. Adios. Bye.